Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. I wanted to, to take some time today and just allow God to move. And I think that for each and every one of us, we... Um, if we think about it, there are some dreams, there's some visions that we have inside of us that have either been dormant or maybe, maybe they were, maybe we consider them dead. Maybe we consider them gone. And um, in this song, how good was that song? Love that. Thank you, worship team. You guys are amazing too. Great job, Daniel. Setting the atmosphere, bringing people to the altar. And um, that, that song, Rattle, it, it, uh, it was released April of 2020, right after COVID started, right after the lockdowns were in place. And how, how prophetic, you know, is that, that, uh, that God would know that, that we needed that song, we needed that sound right at the time that it was released. And uh, it's based out of Ezekiel 37. And so I want to look at that real quick. Because there's, there's, so much, there's so much in this passage of Scripture, and some of you have probably heard about it before. This is the Valley of Dry Bones. And uh, there's, there's aspects of it, there's pieces of it throughout that song. Even from the very first verse, it says, The Lord took hold of me. The Lord took hold of me. When we, when we release ourselves into God's hands, he will, he will take hold of us. He's always ready to, to cover us with his wings. He's always, always ready to grab us. When we're, when we're desperate, when we're facing lockdowns, when we're facing a disease, when we're facing troubles and trials of, of any kind and many kinds, God is always there to take hold of us. He took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord. Sometimes I wonder if, if God is trying to take hold of us, do we, do we push back? Do we, do we reject his embrace? Do we are we scared of it? Are we scared of, of God taking hold of us? Sometimes he'll, he'll take us places, you know, and if we're, not, if we're not willing, will he still do it? Will he still take us the place that he wants to take us if we, if we are pushing back, if we are rejecting? I don't know about you, but I, for one, I want to always be ready to allow God to lead me wherever he wants to lead me. Even if I can't see where it is, even if I'm scared or afraid, Sometimes we have, to, we have to learn to allow him to take hold of us in spite of our fear, in spite of the obstacles, in spite of everything that seems like it, it would prevent us from going. We have to be releasable. We have to allow ourselves to be captured by him. He was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. Doesn't, doesn't seem too inviting, right? A valley filled with bones. Like why would, why would we want to go there? Why would we want to go to a valley filled with bones? But God knows something that we don't know. God has a design for us. And if he is taking you somewhere that seems like it's, it's filled with bones or, or filled with unfulfilled dreams or unfulfilled visions, then there's a reason for it. Maybe, maybe this message tonight is going to speak to you because of some of the things that you wrote on your vision card. Maybe you don't even know what a vision card is. <laughs> At the beginning of every year, we as a church, my wife has hers, we, we write down the things that we believe 
God is going to do in and through us in the coming year. Maybe, maybe you forgot about your vision card. Maybe you've lost your vision card. I like, to, I like to keep mine in my Bible. It doesn't always stay there, but sometimes I take it out and, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll pray over it, prophesy over it, speak to it. What are the things that, that God is doing right now in that season on that vision card? What is, what is God doing? Maybe God has already done some things on your vision card. Maybe there's some things that, that you've forgotten about. Maybe you some, there's some things on there that you think are, are too hard for 2022. Maybe it's for 23. Maybe you're just a year early writing it down. You can choose to believe that if you want to. Or you can choose to speak to those things and declare the word of the Lord over them. Maybe you can allow the Lord to take hold of it and carry it to a place that, that maybe is, is filled with dried bones. Maybe it's, it's, it doesn't show any signs of life, but you know God is leading you somewhere. You know God is calling you to that place. Let's go to the next verse. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Completely dried out. So not only are, are they just, they're, they're bones, but, but all the water has left. There's, there's no capability for life in these bones, in the natural. And sometimes I think God does this for a reason. He takes us, he takes us into a situation or a circumstance where there's, there's no possible natural way for life to come out of it. Because he wants to show you that with him all things are possible. If you just believe anything is possible to those who believe. Whatever you ask in his name believing, you shall have it. Sometimes I think God just wants to show off. Right, Daniel? He's capable of it. And sometimes the truth is we need it. We need to see God show off. We need to see God do something crazy impossible. It raises our faith. It raises our ability. Let's go to the next verse. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones become a living people again? Sometimes we have to know when, when not to answer in our own strength. We have to know when not to answer in our own ability, our own understanding. If we can, if we can rely on his judgment, on his wisdom, and just say, oh Lord, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know that I can see a way. I, I can't even describe in words what I think might happen, but I know that you know the answer. I know, that, I know that you have a solution. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to put this in your hands. And, and ask him, God, tell me. Tell me what the answer is here. Show me what the potential is here. Show me what the possibilities are. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. They're bones. They don't have ears. How can, how can dry bones here? They're completely devoid of life. They're completely dried out. There's no capacity for them to do anything. But he's saying, speak to these dry bones. Go to the next one. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Dry bones can't hear. Dry bones can't see. What does this mean? Why, why are we doing this? Why are we speaking to this? Where's this breath going to come from to make you live again? Let's go to the next verse. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. It's funny, earlier this year I was fasting on a 40-day fast. And for some re reason my wife kept playing this song, Rattle, over and over. I, I saw her reading Ezekiel 30 and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized she was prophesying over me. She's like, where did all the muscles go? You're just skin and bones. 
She was speaking me back to life. In fact, in fact, these pants right here, uh, I had a pair of like skinny black pants and, and they were fitting great when I was on a 40 day fast. And Lisa bought me these and she's like, I'm like, no, no, these other ones are good. I don't, you can return those. I don't need them. And she's like, just keep them. Just keep them. Now I know why. She was prophesying over me that I'd fill them out again. I'll put breath into you. You will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Next verse. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise. That's where the title comes from, rattle. All around the valley, the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds. Son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O breath from the four winds, which means from the whole earth, breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. This message is really about the power of the prophetic. When that song was released, God released it at a prophetic time. And it's it's one of those songs that when you hear it, it, it shakes something on the inside of you. It, it rattles something on the inside of you. Maybe there's dreams that have been dormant for a long time. Maybe there's visions that have, have yet to be fulfilled. Maybe, maybe you just need to come alive. And that, that stirs something on the inside of you. It wakes something up. This message is about coming alive again. It's about being awakened Sometimes we can feel like maybe a robot. We're just, we're going through the motions and we have, we have really no life in us. It's like we have a heartbeat but no pulse. That we're just, just doing what we've been pre-programmed to do. Well, I'm going to encourage you today. God is going to reprogram you. He's going to set you on a new course. He's going to give you new life again. He's going to breathe life into you. This message is a continuation of, of what I spoke on Sunday to breathe life. God breathed life into Adam. He formed him out of the dust and he breathed life and Adam became a living being. Jesus breathed life into his disciples. So how do we receive that breath? How do we access it? And how are we called to use it? There's a couple of things that I, I want to talk about tonight just in the short time that we have left. One of them is, is what is the source of this breath? What is the source of, of this new life? And then how are we called to use it? What's the outlet? The, first that I share, the verse that I shared on Sunday, John 20, 22, says, Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I believe that this verse is a word for East Campus this year. John 20, 22 is for us in 2022. This is our verse. This is our, our battle cry that we would receive the Holy Spirit, that we would be activated, that we would be empowered with his gifts, that we would operate in miracles. When, when the disciples, when they, they saw the risen Jesus, they walked with Jesus after he rose from the grave. For 40 days, he walked with them. And then, he, then when he departed, when he left, he said, I want you to wait here until you receive power. That the Holy Spirit came upon them, but he said, I want you to wait until you receive power. They had, they had received the anointing. They had received the breath, and they were waiting on the power of the Holy Spirit. And when it came on the day of Pentecost, that, that signs and wonders came out of them. They began to speak in tongues that they had never heard. 
They, they, they'd be able to, they began to do things that, that they had seen Jesus do, and maybe they had, had uh, experienced it a little bit. But Jesus said, when I go, it's good that I should go because I will send the helper to you, and greater things than what I've done, you will do. Are we expecting greater things in our life? Are we expecting greater things right now? Are we expecting a move of God? We have to have a heart of expectation for what God is going to do. When he breathes new life into us, when we receive the Holy Spirit and power, that we should expect the unexpected, that we should... We should expect that things are going to happen, that, that God is going to flow through us in new ways, that he's going to do things that he's never done before, even greater things than these, the Bible says. Are we ready for that? In Acts 2.17, it says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants. Men and women alike, they will prophesy. We have to position ourselves to be ready to receive. We have to have an open and a, and a soft heart. The, the quickest way to miss out on, on God's design for your life is to have a hard heart. To have a closed off personality where, where you're so focused on yourself or, or you're just not ready to, to believe that you, you just decide that, that this walk is not for you. Maybe, maybe you're blinded or deceived by, by what the world is saying. We have to be open to, to not just seeing what God is doing, not just hearing what he's saying, but we have to be open to, to receive his breath, the breath of life in us. That, that, you know, it says in this verse that he pours out his spirit. Well, you, you can't pour out or you can't receive what he's pouring out if your cup is turned over. You have to turn your cup towards heaven. You have to turn, open up your heart towards heaven to receive everything that he has for you. We, we have to be open vessels. It says that he is the potter, that, that we are the clay, and we have to allow him to mold us, to shape us after his will, his fashion, his design for us. If we'll allow ourselves to, to be put on the potter's wheel, even when we're broken and, and, and torn apart, like, he can remold us. He can remake us. We've seen it over and over again. I've seen it in my life. We've experienced it, that, that God still has a plan for us. As, as long as we're willing to be used by him and molded by him again, then he'll reform us into the vessel that we're called to be. Amen? We have to be connected to the source. We have to be engaged with heaven. Sometimes it's, it's in worship, in the, just right here before service, where where I just feel, experience this open heaven, where I feel connected directly to heaven. Sometimes it's, it's when I go out late at night and everybody's asleep and I just walk in my backyard and I look up at the stars and I pray and, and I feel the presence of God in that place. Sometimes it's, it's, it's when I'm preparing a message and God reveals something to me that I've never heard before. Just He, he packaged something up especially for me. And I get so excited because I get, to, I get to share that with you, that new revelation, that new thing. When you get in the Word of God, God's going to reveal things to you. He's going to open up new experiences for you. He's going to show you something that you've never seen before, that you've never heard before. Even a, even a pastor who has 10 degrees after his name maybe has never heard that word, has never seen that thing that God is going to show you. The Bible is full of mysteries. It's full of, of signs and wonders that are still yet to be discovered. Do you have the passion to dig into it? Do you have the passion to go after it? I know that, that when I do, 
God reveals new things to me. And I know that it's not just for me. That, that it's one thing to know the source of where the power comes from, but then it's another thing to understand its application. It's another thing to understand its purpose. That, uh, that when we get connected to the source, that he will, he will bring power into your life, power that you've never experienced. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to light things up for you. That the light is going to go on in so many different ways that you're going you're gonna to see things so clearly like you've never seen them before. You're going to experience things differently when the power comes in and the lights turn on. But that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. We have to become not just a receptor of the power, of the power, but we have to become a conduit. We have to become the socket. We have to be that, that, that conduit of source for other people. That, that we know how to get connected to the source of power. But when we become an outlet, when we become the socket, then, then other people can be connected to us. The power still comes from God. It's not our power. It's not our ability. But we can be a connection point. We can be the point of, of introduction to where that power comes from. Has anybody ever gone overseas and, and uh, you know, they have different connector sockets? They have different plugs for the sockets there. And, and you take all your stuff and you realize that none of it's going to work. And, uh, and some people mistakenly try to, to jam it in there and bad things happen. And if, uh, if you want to know what, what can happen when you plug the wrong kind of socket into the wrong kind of outlet, you can go talk to Will Turner. He'll give you, he'll give you a lesson, maybe a demonstration if you're lucky. There was, uh, there was a fun time when we were in, the, in West Hills High School, and they were shutting down the auditorium because they were renovating the AC. So we had to, we had to spend a summer in the gym. And so we did set up and tear down in the gym. And, um, and there, was, there was one instance where... The, the school forgot to put the bleachers back. So the bleachers were right where our, our stage was going to go. And, um, and we had no key. Like, we were trying to call them, and there was service was about to start. And, and we had to get the stage set up. And, and so Will Turner got a new nickname, Hotwire Will, <laughs> because he found a, made a, a way to make it work. And uh, I think it required some pliers and duct tape. I don't, I don't know what else, but... Um, but he found a way, to, a way to make it work. And, and the funny thing was is that it, the bleachers actually only went in halfway, and then it was stuck. He couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> so we're like, oh, shoot, we're gonna, what are we going to tell the school? How are we going to have services? And then uh, Jared Van Tassel stepped up, stepped up in beast mode. He said, I got this. He, he bent down, and he pushed the whole bleachers back <laughs> by himself. We're capable of much more than we know. That if we believe there's always a way, God will make a way where there is no way. We're called to be a conduit. We're called to be a connection source for other people. And not just, not just one person. I mean, it's great if you can touch one life, but, but God has called us to be power strips. What's the limit of our capacity with him? We can, we can power ourselves. We can power our dreams. We can power our visions. But can we power others? Can we expand? Can we grow? Like, how many people are we capable of reaching? How many people are we capable of bringing to, to the understanding that Jesus loves them? But not just that. That's just the beginning. That he has so much power. He has so much authority that he wants to pour out onto them. If we look at the Bible, there's some great examples of people that have, have transferred power down from Elijah to Elisha. That Elijah went and, and he called Elisha. He threw his cloak over him. He tapped him. He connected with him. And he said, follow me. I want to show you the ways. He discipled him up. He trained him up. In 2 Kings 2, 9 and 10, it says, 
when they came to the other side, Elisha said, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. And Elijah said, you've asked a difficult thing. Elijah replied, if you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Elijah created a way for Elisha to come into that connection, connection source of power. He created a way for, for Elisha to receive. And, and when Elijah was taken up and Elisha was there, that his mantle fell down. And when Elisha picked up that mantle, he went on to perform double the miracles that Elijah did. He had double the anointing. He had double the power. Same thing for Moses to Joshua. Joshua was a servant to Moses. He was dedicated to him. Whenever Moses went into the tent, Joshua waited at the the door of the tent. He waited because he knew there was power inside. He knew that the connection was happening. He knew that was the source of something powerful, and he wanted to be as close as possible. When when Moses went up to the mountain and the presence of God was there, Joshua waited right at the foot of the mountain. He wanted to be as close as possible to that source of power, that connection. And then in Deuteronomy 34, it says this, Now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Joshua was able to receive that power from Moses. He was able to receive the anointing because he was connected to him, because he was close to the source. And Joshua was the one that, that led Israel into the promised land. He, he commanded the sun to stand still, and it stood still so he could defeat the enemies. And one of the most amazing things that Joshua did when he was coming into the battle of Jericho, he kept 600,000 men silent as they walked around for seven days. Seven days. I, I can't even keep my kids silent for 10 minutes. I don't know how he kept 600,000 men silent for 10 days, for seven days. Joshua was known as the one who was taking ground. He, he pushed out the kings. He recovered the territory that was destined for Israel. But there was a problem. There was a break in the chain of discipleship. See, after Joshua, the next generation did right in their own eyes. In Judges chapter 2, verse 8, it says, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land that had been allocated at Temnaserah in the hill country of Ephraim north of Mount Gash, Israel disobeys the Lord. Verse 10, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. And with Elisha, same problem of discipleship. He had no one to give his mantle to. The potential was there for him to quadruple the anointing that was on Elijah. If he just did what what he had experienced, if he had somebody to give his mantle to, then four times the anointing, four times the authority, four times the power could have gone to Elisha's disciple from what Elijah really had. But there was no one there. And even in that song, it says, just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha if there's anything that God can't do. 2 Kings 13, then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. We must be a generation that raises up disciples for Jesus Christ. We cannot let the anointing die with us. 
We have to be a socket. We have to be a conduit. We have to be an outlet of power. That we have to establish the right connections. We have to disciple people up. We have to train them up in the way they should go. We have to teach them to be sockets themselves. Teach them to be conduits themselves. So that the generation after generation after generation will continue to be receptors of his power. Will continue to be open to his breath. Will continue to receive everything that God has for them. We cannot be a hard-hearted people. We cannot be stiff-necked. That we have to have our eyes open. We have to be looking around and experiencing what the Holy Spirit is doing and seeing the next generation. We have to be speaking those prophetic messages, those prophetic words over people that are coming after us. And it, it, it's kind of easy if you have somebody like an Elisha or a Joshua that's, that's really eager, right? It's easy to, to disciple somebody who, who wants to be discipled. It's easy to train up somebody who's always waiting at your door, ready to, ready to serve you, ready to serve God's vision. It's, it's easy to, to speak into that next generation that is always ready to listen. But what about those people in your life that are, that are closed off? What about the people that are a little bit hard-hearted? Maybe they're a little bit deaf at times. Maybe they're a little bit blinded or deceived. What about those ones that God has called you to pursue that don't want to be pursued? The answer is simple. Prophesy. The bones didn't have ears. The bones didn't have eyes. The bones didn't have a heart. But God told Ezekiel, prophesy to those bones. Speak to them. Tell them to live again. There's people in our families, there's people in our worlds, they're hard-hearted, they're dry bones, there's not a sign of water in them. There's no capacity for life in the natural. God is telling you to speak to them. Prophesy into your family. Speak to those dry bones. Tell them to live again. Tell them to get up. Tell them to do something new. Keep speaking. Keep prophesying. However long it takes, that's how long you're called to speak. The breath of God is in your lungs. If you speak, if you prophesy, if you declare, then they will live again. They will rise up again. They'll, they'll surprise you. They'll do things that you never thought possible. Why don't we all stand to our feet right now? I want to close this service. But I want, to, I want us to, to awaken something in our spirit. I want, to, I want us to receive something from heaven today. I want us to hear the message of the Lord. That there's things in our life that need to live again. There's dry bones in our world that are ready to get up. They're just waiting for us to speak to them. Sometimes we got to prophesy to ourselves. If there's nobody else around, then prophesy to yourself. Encourage yourself. Speak to yourself. Declare God's word over your life. That he has plans for you. He has good things in store for you. And that you're going to take everything that he gives you and you're going, to be a, you're going to be a source of power for somebody else. You're going to establish the connections that need to happen so that somebody else can live again, so that somebody else can receive the breath of life again. Who are those ones that we're called to reach? And maybe that's you today. I want to close right now and I want to pray. I want to pray over some people. I want to pray over you if, if there's something in your life that you, you think is dead, but it, it died prematurely, that you know that it still has a purpose for you. You know that God still has a plan for that thing. You don't know how it's going to live again, but you're, you're saying today, I want to speak to that thing, and I want it to get up and live. I want to speak to that dream, and I want to see it come to pass. I want to speak to that vision where there might not be any hope in the natural, but God, with you, all things are possible. 
If that's you today, would you lift up your hand? If you want to say yes to that vision again, if you want to see that thing live again, yes, 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 all over this room. His word to you is yes and amen. Speak to that thing. God is going to put words in your mouth. He's going to put something in your spirit. He's going to give you courage. He's going to give you strength that you never thought possible. I declare today in Jesus' name, these dreams are living again. These visions are alive with you. That you're pouring out your spirit. That every hand lifted up is an open vessel to receive everything that you have for them. God, I thank you for for the yes and amen in their spirit. That something is going to resonate on the inside of them. Something is going to rattle on the inside of them. And they know that there's life in that valley of dry bones. They know that there's a future. They know that there's a hope. God, that you've planted that word in their spirit today. The devil cannot steal it. He cannot take it away. Their ears are open. Their eyes are open. Their heart is open to everything that you're doing right now. God, I thank you for those dreams. I thank you that you're bringing them into fruition. I thank you for the call of God on these lives. In Jesus' name. Right now, today, if you know that there's somebody in your world, in your family, that has, a, has had a hard heart, they've been stiff-necked, they've been closed off, they haven't been receptive to hear the word of the Lord. If that's you, would you lift up your hand right now? If you know that you're supposed to prophesy over somebody, if you know that you're supposed to speak life over somebody, then I want you to do that right now. Just begin to speak out in your spirit. Speak out the word of the Lord. Prophesy to them right now. They don't have to be right next, next to you to hear. The bones didn't have ears, but they still heard. They got up and did what the prophetic message told them to do. Speak to those people that they will receive, that they will be soft again, that they will be nourished again, that there is hope for them again. Maybe in your quiet time at home, maybe in your prayer time, Maybe you're no, you know right now God is speaking to you that after you leave this service, you're going to go and call that person. You're going to pick up the phone and, and, and reconnect with somebody. You're going to reestablish that connection. And maybe that's all they've been waiting for. Maybe that's the one thing they've been waiting for, to reconnect with their Heavenly Father. Who are those ones that you're supposed to connect with? Who are those ones that you're supposed to speak life into? Who are those ones that need to hear the word of the Lord that says, live again? Live again. Let you be the one to say it. Let you be the one to deliver that message. Let you be the prophet. Let you be the answer. Let you be the conduit of power into their life. In Jesus' name. And right now, all of us here today, God, I thank you that we receive the Holy Spirit in a new way. That you have plans and designs for us as a church as you do for us as individuals. God, I know that the mission, the calling that we have in El Cajon, in this new territory, it's going to require some new power. It's going to require some new authority. That there's more of us here today that need to receive the breath of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you pour it out onto all of us, all men and women, everyone it's available to. Your word says that you pour out your spirit onto all flesh that we're going to prophesy, that we're going to dream dreams, that we're going to see visions. God, I thank you for the new things that you're doing right now in this church, that this is a season of preparation for us. We're waiting for power. We're waiting for authority. We're ready to be called. We're ready to be sent out into this new territory. I declare in Jesus' name that everyone here, everyone who hears this message, everyone who hears the word of the Lord is going to catch that breath of heaven. They're going to catch the new spirit. They're going to catch hope. They're going to catch power. They're going to expect the unexpected. They're going to do even greater things. 
God, I thank you for the greater things. I thank you for faith, hope, and love being poured out in this generation. And that we would continue to sow into the next generation, speak life into the next generation of Christians, young and old. Somebody doesn't have to be older than you or younger than you to be the next generation. You just have to have a, a passion in your heart to see the anointing of the Lord not reside with you, not to die with you, that it's going to continue to live, it's going to continue to move on. God, I thank you for your presence in this place right now. I thank you for pouring out your spirit, pouring out your breath onto these people. God, that we, we will freely give as we have freely received in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.